You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Good afternoon, Heidi and Julie. Good afternoon, John. So happy to be with you today. Hi, John. Hi. So glad you guys decided to join this Divorce Literacy Spotlight. And I don't know if you folks watching realize this, but we are amongst royalty. We have Julie Field, who's retired Colorado judge, and Heidi Webb is a family law attorney. So um, quick introduction, Heidi Webb is a... um, Family law, domestic relation, litigation, mediation, and collaborative law corner point representing children. So, so she's litigation and she's also mediation. So she's a fighter and a peacemaker at the same time, which is great. And of course, Julie, um, being the retired judge, Julie, t- tell us more about your background as to going from a judge and and where you're at right now. What brought you to here? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, John. And thanks for this opportunity. I'm so excited to talk with you um, and with my amazing partner, Heidi Webb, about the Concilium Institute, because I was a law professor before I was a judge. I was a mediator before I was a judge. I did. uh, I served on the Colorado bench for 11 years doing all kinds of cases, including family law, but also murder cases. So in a given day, I might have a murder case in the morning and a divorce case in the afternoon, hopefully not the same parties. Um, but, uh, But I had quite a varied background. But always I've had this passion for changing and figuring out what is the better way for family law. Um, because much of my work as a law professor, as private practitioner, as a judge was focused on how can we make this better for families. And Heidi introduced me when she created the consilium process about 20 years ago um, as what is really this amazing, beautiful, bold, and elegant solution to how to address um, and make family law cases better. Anyone who's ever been through a divorce process has said there has to be a better way. Um, And so I left the bench in order to do this because we don't, with the concilium process, we don't have to change laws. We don't have to change rules. We just have to change perspective, which is harder than it should be, but easier than changing laws. So I have the privilege of working with Heidi, who created this process um, that I do think will change the world and brings together certainly all of my interests and passions and and um, desire to make things better for families going forward. So let, let me add, being a judge, you have a nice bird's eye view of all different types of cases. You see folks that start off at litigation and then they end up mediating. Like what percent does that end up happening when they start off litigating? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean one of the one of the things about the divorce process particularly is that it is not necessarily linear, right? People come into the process thinking, "Oh, this is this is a defined process." 
It really isn't. It's very unique to each family. And most people do end up settling in some form or another rather than going through litigation. But litigation can be a piece and probably is a piece of almost every divorce case, whether that is just filing the case or whether it is a full-blown multi-day trial. So in, in terms of how people get through the process, you know, that can vary. But because the end of the process, particularly when people have children, is that they have to work together. So the the more that we can focus on that future and what happens after, which is one of the beauties of the concilium process is that it focuses on the future rather than looking at just the divorce process as a defined moment in time, um, that those tools that they bring into the process, whether they use litigation, mediation, arbitration, collaboration, whatever process will help them as they go forward in the future. So you're saying there is life after divorce. They're better. Yeah. (laughs) Not only is there life, I think, you know, what's important and what people sort of lose the perspective of sometimes when they're in the process is that they can be an agent of this process much more than they think. And I think when they cede all of the sort of power to courts, to attorneys, without really understanding the scope and the landscape of what their um, options are, it's unfortunate. And I think that um, what the conciliation process does is it helps lawyers and clients align their thinking so that they're creating not only a path of the divorce, but a constructive path of growth for a client and for a family. And what we talk about in the conciliation process is restructured families more than divorce, because the, the word divorce really is a fiction of pretending that something is over when it's over. And anyone who's been through this knows that it's never over when it's over. There's always sort of a refitting, a retrofitting, a restructuring, a new family. And it's achieving that end that is more honest and really helps families sort of move forward more uh, more optimally. So when you're first sitting with someone, I, I imagine you, you're trying to help them with their vision as to what their life's going to be like. Can you take us through that process of creating the vision? Sure. Yeah, uh, there's so many moving parts at that very beginning because you have to meet someone where they are as a practitioner. Are they paralyzed? Are they angry? Are they frustrated? Are they hurt? I mean, all of these things are component pieces inevitably when you're when you're starting this process it's a rupture and it's a sadness it's the it's the end of something that you never thought would end so for lawyers who aren't really trained in that process what concilium does is it gives them those tools my background john before i went to law school was in psychology and in education i did my masters at harvard in in that uh those degrees and and that degree and what it allowed me to do was have this other lens when i was working with clients and that's part of what we share is understanding sort of how family systems work and helping clients sort of shine light on that themselves and then helping them model what a future could look like and helping them build that future, which has many component pieces. And that's really what the concilium process does. And it integrates the professionals involved or who should be involved, the financial, the financial professionals, the lawyers and mental health therapists. So within the concilium is is we are we talking there's mediation within conciliate concilium? 
Sometimes, I mean, it's, you know, people often think about process before they think about um, sort of particular needs. And I think that's a decision that needs to be made, but it can't sort of be made before you really understand what the dynamics are of the people, not only the assets involved and the children involved, but what, what are the dynamics? Are there control dynamics playing out? Are there personalities that are either disordered or that need a lot are very challenged in terms of a dynamic that might make mediation not be a good avenue might make litigation not be a good avenue there may be you know reasons for or against any one process and until you really understand the dynamics of what's involved it in my estimation is um wrong-headed to sort of go in with a, a presumed process. So when people uh, now you're working with um, both divorcing couples at the same time, is that, is that the process? Sometimes, I and mean, when I originally created the conciliation process, it was as an advocate, as an advocate, okay, as a lawyer who would sort of fly at about you know thirty thousand feet. I would sort of stay above the process as a consultant, and that's sort of the process that I sort of formed. And then actually, marriage therapist said, "Can you meet with both?" parties, perhaps, and sort of enlighten them about what this might look like. And that was more of a mediation model. So then as we formed the Concilium Institute to train other professionals in these processes, we recognized that there were roles in different ways for different uh, practitioners and have sort of crafted it accordingly. So I'll oh, go ahead. Can I, sure. can I just yes. jump in and say that the yes. name Concilium comes from Council of Wise Advisors. Okay. And the reason that we named it that is because we know that bringing in those professionals, the financial professionals, the therapists, the the lawyers, the um, judges who are all speaking the same language helps the family get to the restructuring and the future of what they're looking for. So what we do with the concilium approach is we give those professionals the tools that they need to be able to unpack the family system as it exists and figure out and help the family figure out what does that future look like? And that can be done from one perspective, from an attorney who is working with one client can help the client understand what is that future going to look like, recognizing the dynamics of the internal family system that is going on, figuring out what process is going to best fit and overlay into getting the outcome that they want, And what does that family look like afterwards? How is that family structured? Think about it like bankruptcy, right? A corporation that goes through bankruptcy either dissolves and doesn't exist anymore. Well, that's not realistic for families, right? Corporations that go through bankruptcy can restructure and become something new. And so that is what we are trying for, uh, trying to accomplish with the concilium process is to give these varied professionals the tools that they need to be able to have that overlay and that help for their clients. We're creating a national network of professionals who are trained in the concilium process, who are speaking the same language, who are having the same approach, and who can offer to clients this future-oriented restructuring model rather than saying, okay, divorce is done. Good luck. See ya. Right, right. So like someone just starting out, let's say they don't even know if they want to get divorced. Like Mm -hmm. what does that process look like in in the beginning? 
I think that's that's a terrific question because I think just entering a lawyer's office is so intimidating for people. And it's a declaration, you know, for a lot of people, it means, you know, if I walk in the lawyer's office and the lawyer is looking to be retained and they have sort of filing a complaint in mind because that's their training and that's the conversation they're having with clients, it's very overwhelming. And sometimes clients aren't even sure that it's what they want to do, which is exactly what you're saying. You know, what happens when you walk in and, and it doesn't allow for the latitude of that conversation? The conciliation process very much does. And there are certainly times when I have conversations with people when I'm talking more about um, marital couples counseling and whether or not that's occurred or not or is appropriate before there's even a discussion of divorce. And maybe it's not even appropriate to be having a discussion of divorce at that juncture. So it's understanding sort of the, um, the continuum of what needs to happen for a conversation to be effective for a family and for lawyers not to see it as transactional and to see it just as sort of like Julie was saying, you know, a linear process. It's not, you know, families are organic. They're, you know, I say to people often, you know, families aren't, uh, they're not just a number of members of a family. It's a series of interactions and it's addressing sort of those dynamics and those interactions that we're looking to, to accomplish. All right. I have a question for both of you. Um, do you, all the years that you've been practicing law, do you have like one memorable memorable case that impacted you and how you do your business? Well, yeah, I can talk about a case that actually brought me to my knees. I, effectively, oh, wow. I guess, brought me to this process. Um, I had been practicing traditionally for quite a while. I'd been trained as a mediator in law school, but I was, you know, excited to be a litigator once I sort of got my sea legs and was uh, was trained as a as a lawyer that way. Um, and was always trying to integrate these things and find a way that helped my clients. But um, there wasn't anything that spoke directly to what I saw as sort of needs of many clients. In any event, when I had my third child, I took a little bit of time off. I was home watching the 11 o'clock news one night and on flashes the image of a young Marine killed in Iraq, who I recognized as the son of a former client of mine and was devastating to to see and and um I called her and I went to his funeral and at his funeral one of his high school teachers eulogized him saying that in part the reason he joined the marines was because he felt like he never had a family oh wow and I sat there in that pew and I just thought my god you know what role did I play in that you know what could I have done differently how come that happened you know what not that that was the only thing going on but Clearly, there had to be a better way to do this. And so I I went back and I thought, if I'm going to go back and do this again, I'm going to do it differently. And I don't know quite what that is, but I'm going to create something different. And I started asking some pretty audacious questions, one of which was, why is English contract law the best system for people divorcing in this century? I mean, we have so much more information in terms of human development and child development and family systems. And there are many tools and skills that we can add to this that make the process over the course of someone's life more meaningful and help a family restructure more effectively. And to me, it became much more satisfying as a process. It became much more, you know, I just couldn't leave detritus in my wake anymore. I felt like there had to be a way. This is a multi-generational problem. It's a societal problem. We see it happening generation after generation. And there had to be a way to intervene that was more healing and more more prospectively positive than what existed. And talking with Julie, 
um, it, it led to the creation of the Consilium Institute. And Julie has a, a piercing mind and a lot of perspective and really brought to this process um, her experience and wisdom that allowed us to create an institute that we think is, is you know, unparalleled and um, we know is unparalleled. And the people that we're training are exceptional. Um, so I guess that's a long-winded answer to your question. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> and Julie, do you have a case that impacted you as to how? Uh, gosh, I have so many cases in my many years, especially as a judge. One of the things yeah. that I learned over my 11 years on the bench is how to approach people and their individual issues, particularly in family law cases, with um, creativity, kindness, care, and um, compassion. And um, one of the things that, that I found, especially after I started applying in my last couple of years on the bench, the um, concilium tools that Heidi uh, created and that we've refined together, I changed a lot of my language and it changed my orders in ways that they were less legalistic, they were less process oriented, they were more people oriented. So while I naturally had many of those skills and abilities and, and history and background, I found that using the concilium tools really helped to refine what I was doing. And I literally have had people stop me in the street and say, you saved my grandchild's life by the order that you issued, giving that creative solution that was protective of their needs, that was respectful of who they are mm -hmm. and um, how this family operates. So it, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking of particular two or three particular people that literally have stopped me in the street within the last year and told me those things. And it is both an enormous privilege, honor, and responsibility to have this role as a judge or as a lawyer or as a financial professional or therapist who's working with a family at, at this challenging time for them. Well, that's quite the testament, you know, and it's like, like every day, you know, we, we, go to do our job and, and we think nothing of it. And we don't really realize what we're really doing for people. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, and, and when you have folks give you a nice test testimonial like that, you know, even face to face, you're like, all right, you know, this, this is what it's all about. It's really yeah. life-changing for people. And, you know, when you think of who's impacted you in your life and what, where were you at? in your life when you were impacted. And sometimes that can sort of make you recall how powerful um, an experience can be, you know, something that someone else may not even have been that conscious of at the time that they did it. But we can have tremendous impact. And I think, you know, it's a tremendous responsibility, a tremendous honor to be able to do it. My son is 31 years old. There was something I said to him when he was nine. And just the other day, he brought it up. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, you were actually listening to me? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Our our words have enormous power. We don't always realize it, but as lawyers, as judges, financial professionals in, in the role that you're in, for example, John, I mean, it, it, we have enormous power in our words, in our professions. And um, I think bringing that 
recognizing and um, and using that power appropriately and wisely, I think, is one of the greatest things that we can learn to do. That's great. So let, let me ask you. So um, someone, if you could change anything, what would what kind of heads up advice you'd give someone who's just starting down the path? I know we talked about it a little, but like a basic, I know it's every case is unique, but a, a general heads up advice. If someone's just starting down this path of contemplating divorce or, or saying I'm, we're doing this. I would suggest they ask whether or not their attorneys can say I'm trained. And I think right. that that is becoming more and more common because more people that are trained and the more that word gets out. I had someone, um, a former client asked me the other day for referrals who concilium trained attorneys in, in Austin, Texas. Um, and, you know, we are just spreading in that direction, actually. And um, I just think that it will be, you know, hopefully we want it to be like, you know, when people have a have a cold and they ask for Kleenex, we want it to be that, you know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that we that that should just be the question right so if they're looking at say a financial planner a mediator an attorney yeah same thing, just, same thing. concilium trained absolutely right. oh that's great so well the obvious question is how would they reach you <laughs> <laughs> conciliuminstitute.com uh, it puts out the information about our our trainings and that are upcoming. It uh, provides a list of our tapestry members who are our trained professionals, attorneys, judges, financial professionals are uh, in line to be trained in uh, starting in September. Um, therapists early next year. Um, and we also have a pretty robust presence on LinkedIn. So Concilium Institute on LinkedIn. We don't do a lot of other social media, but we do LinkedIn and conciliuminstitute.com. Oh, that's great. So now either you have a final thought you'd like to leave with us today. Heidi? Final thought. Um, it's a great question. I'm not sure. <laughs> Final thought. Trick question. Um, yeah, Julie, jump in if you have one, and I'll yeah. I'll give this. A little <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think as I was going to say, as family as family law attorneys, as family law, um, uh, as professionals, financial professionals who deal with families, as therapists who deal with families, <laughs> um, as judges in particular, we impact the future. That is what we do. We impact the future. We're not just dealing with the case in front of us. We are dealing with every generation that comes after. And we need to understand the context of the generation that brought the family to us. And so I think one of the one of the awe-inspiring pieces of the work that we do is that generational impact that we can have. And I think a lot of people discount and diminish the important work of family law and um, dealing with folks who are going through divorce because it's hard. But with concilium tools, it becomes easier because there is a, a focus on the future and um, the ultimate outcome is looking beyond the parameters of this moment in time. Oh, that's great. Yes, I would just add two thoughts now that I've had a moment to think. Sure. Um, one is that if if I could change one thing with a magic wand, it would be that people would use the word restructured instead of divorce, 
because I do think it's more honest and I do think it gives people an opportunity for growth in their own mind. And I have clients come back to me years later and talk about the very first time they heard that conversation, that word in a conversation and how much it changed and reframed their own thinking about what they were doing, whether or not they wanted it to be all over or whether or not they wanted it to continue. Either way, there was sort of hope and there was recognition that this was a real a reality. The other thing I would say is that for um, professionals who are mired in this work, it's exhausting. And mental health-wise, it's really tiring to always be working in negativity. And I think what Concilium does is it allows you to see the positive in growth as well. And so for practitioners, and I know for myself, it was really life-changing to be able to have a new perspective and to reinvest. And I found myself to be much more effective um, when I was engaging and working with clients that way. Oh, that's great. Well, Julie and Heidi, this has been a pleasure. Thank Thank you so much for joining the Divorce Literacy Spotlight. Thank you so much for giving us the opportunity, John. All right. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.